This is the Camiseta Perspectives podcast, where we discuss travel, culture, and heritage. I'm Jason Barrera. Thanks so much for listening. Discovering Roots is an original series that follows people to their lands of ancestry in search of adventure. The digital series won in the online short and original content categories at the 2018 Cable Facts Digital and Tech Awards in New York City on March 6th. And for this week's episode, we are very honored to speak with our guests, the executive producer of Discovering Roots, Kisa Ocampo, and one of the cast members of the show, Elaine Fakera. Before we get to our discussion with Kisa and Elaine about Discovering Roots, be sure to check out our podcast and retail shop website, camisetamart.com, and our Instagram, at camiseta underscore mart. As mentioned on previous episodes, this podcast is the content arm of the Camiseta Mart retail shop, where we celebrate travel, culture, and heritage. We hope the podcast continues to build community around those themes. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and your favorite podcast app. Please rate, subscribe, review, and share this podcast with your friends. And if you are so generously inclined, donate to our podcast on anchor.fm. Your ratings and reviews help others find the podcast, so we certainly appreciate your support. Today's guests are Kiso Campo and Elaine Fakera of the award-winning series Discovering Roots. Kisa is the executive producer of the show, and Elaine is one of the cast members on the journey of Discovering Roots, exploring her land of ancestry through an extended tour around the Philippines. This season of Discovering Roots recently debuted on September 27th, and new episodes are released every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific time on discoveringroots.com. Also be sure to visit the Discovering Roots YouTube channel for more original content from the show. Let's welcome in now to the podcast, executive producer of Discovering Roots, Kisa Ocampo. Hello, Kisa. Hey, what's up, Jason? How is everyone doing? Everyone's doing great. Thanks for coming on today. And we also have Discovering Roots cast member with us, Elaine Fakera. Hello, Elaine. Hi, how are you? All right, all right. So let's get it going. Kisa, let's start with you. Um, can you just give listeners an overview of the show of Discovering Roots and what you and your staff look to explore with the project? Yeah, you know, um, Discovering Roots was actually a passion project of a small group of people within our company, ABS-CBN. And we thought that it would be great to kind of, you know, find people that we could take back to their lands of ancestry. So, you know, a lot of people who live here in the States have, um, you know, different ethnic backgrounds are usually from one or two or more countries. And a lot of us haven't really had the chance to go back and see what that part of our story and our culture and heritage is like. So we thought, how cool would it be to not only be able to experience what that's like and discover ourselves in the process, but B, be able to travel because that's the goal, right? <laughs> yeah, who doesn't love travel? I actually want to put my name in the hat to be a cast member <laughs> on the next next uh, season. Um, <laughs> Elaine, how's it been for you being a cast member? You guys are finished filming, I'm assuming. And um, how was that tour around the uh, the Philippines for you? Oh, it was amazing. Like I traveled to the Philippines once, but I only stayed within my hometown. Uh, so actually being able to go all over the Luzon region of the Philippines was really awesome. And also being able to watch the shows and see that whole experience all over again is really great. And I'm really happy to have been a part of it. I'm really honored to be spreading awareness on the importance of discovering your land of ancestry and learning about the history and culture of the Philippines. Yeah, it's interesting you bring up um, kind of going outside of the city. And Kisa, maybe you can speak to this a little more of 
the project and bringing the participants outside of the city. Because I know from my experience, I'm usually just in Manila, basically, right? And the culture is just kind of, you know, in the car, in the mall, eating Jollibee, yes. whatever the case may be. But, um, be you know, great. I'm, yeah, exactly. Um, so I think on, you know, a couple of the episodes I've watched, there's going out to the rice terraces, going to Sagada and learning about the hanging coffins. Kisa, can you talk a little bit about, you know, the emphasis of getting the participants outside of the city and really experiencing the Philippines from that perspective? You know, not that there's anything wrong with being in Manila because Manila is an amazing city. Um, you know, there are a lot of fun things that you can discover there as well. Like, I remember when we were there with Elaine. Elaine, do you remember when we were band biking in Intramuros? Oh, I love doing that. Especially that was pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah, I know that that was that was a pretty awesome experience, pretty unique. And also, you know, we were toured by an incredible um, historian, actor, um, entertainer, who's also very controversial. And I love that about him. His name's Carlos Seldran. But I think the whole concept of just kind of moving into places that um, people don't really know a lot about is, um, to be honest, like it's the way that I like to travel. I mean, I think we're probably all, um, I'm assuming maybe like under 35-ish. Yes. And, you know, like when, when we create our travel itineraries, going to wherever, right? Like even, for example, going to New York or going to Mexico, we typically like to make a bucket list of, um, you know, interesting things to see. Like, you know, um, is there maybe something historical or something quirky? Is it like the most Instagrammable spots in Brooklyn, right? Like, and that's kind of the same mindset that I brought into this show as its executive producer, you know, taking a look at, um, you know, when we're going back to the Philippines and we're taking a lot of our young cast members there, and some of them have never been outside of Manila before or outside of their hometown. It was really a question of what are the awesome things that we can discover? So, you know, whether it's like the most haunted house in one province or haunted destination, or, um, you know, can we live with tribes, right? Um, what are some of the most Instagrammable spots that people would, you know, would typically come out here for? Um, you know, who are some of the more interesting people that we'd like to meet? And every time I build an itinerary for the show, Jason, I always like to think of it in a way like, how would I like to explore this city, right? Because I feel like, well, if this is a way that I'd like to explore it, that I think Elaine would like to explore it, or you'd like to explore it, chances are other people would kind of resonate with it as well, if that makes right. sense, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Elaine, how was, um, you know, with, with Kisa organizing everything for you and the itineraries, how was that experience of getting outside of the city and um, doing things that outside of this program you maybe would not have ever experienced before? Well, I'm not really one to uh, quote unquote rough it out. But when I was invited <laughs> to, when I was invited to do um, this tour and go on this trip, I was told I need some nice dresses, some cute clothes, but also some athletic clothing because we were going to quote unquote rough it out. So um, it was a little scary at first because I'm not really one to um, go out and explore nature. I'm kind of one to enjoy the city life, and I live in like suburban areas. So. Uh, when I went on this trip, I was kind of scared and to see like where would we be going? Would we go hiking, going to caves? And it turned out it was actually really exciting. It was kind of exhilarating to experience as well as the cities within the Philippines, but also experience 
uh, the remote areas of the Philippines. When we went to Sagada, we hiked up the mountain. We went to um, a cave and we went to the Banawi Rice Terrace. It was actually really cool. And it was different for me uh, with all the mosquitoes and the lizards, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Definitely. How was the uh, the cast sort of decide upon Kisa and uh, maybe Elaine, you can speak to the camaraderie that you developed over time throughout the trip with, with the other three cast members. Um, Kisa, let's start with you. Yeah, this, this particular series, Discovering Roots Travels with Descubre, was actually a partnership with the Philippine Consulate General of New York. And they did a lot of the outreach for, um, you know, just kind of looking for, uh, you know, young Filipinos who wanted to be on the tour. And I basically did um, a cast intake interview, you know, um, there were a lot of people that expressed interest in joining the tour. Um, and I know that they're going to be doing this again for a larger group um, sometime next year. But when we were thinking of turning this into a show and traveling, you know, with the Philippine Consulate General of New York, um, I think I just basically took a look at their bios and their pictures. I had, I think maybe like, Elaine, what was it? Like two conversations on Google Hangouts? Yeah, we, we right? and before the trip and that was it. And I think you kind of get a sense of, I think the more people watch their show, the more they'll see that. The four cast members, Elaine, Alex, Faye, and Calvin, are so different, but complementary. And I don't know. I mean, you know, I want to think that a lot of it had to do with science, but a lot of it, too, had to do with luck. Yeah. Um, Alex was so kind to me. She was my roommate on the trip. And it was kind of weird at first because I didn't know who she was. And she was from Australia. So we're definitely from different backgrounds. But I think, like you said, we complimented each other so well. She easily became a big sister of mine, and so did you, Kisa. And <laughs> so um, sweet. And even with um, Calvin and Faye, um, we didn't um, the first or second day we weren't as close yet, but definitely um, as we traveled to different areas and bonded over um, the how we didn't want to eat the bugs or <laughs> our, uh, go, uh, how it's scary to go to the remote areas, we easily were able to. Uh, become friends after that and definitely I still talk to them and I was so excited to see them again when we met each other again in New York City. And Elaine would you agree that more than anything the long hours on the coaster kind of force everyone to become friends right? Now that was definitely a bonding experience because we had we had like six hours to go to Baguio uh, between the different cities and different areas and we're able to um, we did um, karaoke in yeah. the coaster uh, we we took naps. I definitely used um, Alex as a pillow. <laughs> and um, Definitely, like, we were able to talk as well as explore these cities together. So um, definitely when we sat down and ate together, when we traveled to the mountains, to the caves, that was definitely um, a good experience in order for us to bond. Over, over time throughout the, the trip, did you notice a change or evolution in your perspective and Maybe specifically when you got home, did your conversation about your identity change with your mother and your family at all? And have you talked about that perspective specifically with the other three cast members? I definitely think that when whenever you travel, you always come back a new person. Because when I live just um, within Pennsylvania, I only understand what the culture and ideals like are here. But things can be very different thousands of miles away. And I think it's really important to travel and open, be open-minded to different ideologies 
and different perspectives because that changes your own perspective. Because if we, uh, our experiences are kind of how we base our decisions. So I think when we become more open-minded to how people in the Philippines, like the kids hike up these mountains just to go to school, we become more appreciative of what we have and the experiences that we have. So I think definitely when I came home from this trip, I had, um, I was more prideful of my culture. I was more open-minded and more grateful for my family. And also I learned more about my mom since she came from the Philippines. So that's how she lived for such a long time before she came here to America. Kisa, how about you from a, from an EP standpoint when you're, you know, these are younger cast members and you, Elaine alluded to it, you're kind of the older sister, um, bringing them around, organizing itineraries of how, you know, the best experience would be for them, for the show, and also for them personally. How do you see any evolution, you know, from beginning, middle, and end as a storyteller and also as uh, a person that they're looking up to during the trip? You know, this is probably one of the hardest parts about my job as an executive producer for a travel reality show. Um, and I know that everyone that I've worked with, including the cast, Elaine, you would know this, right? Like Anthony Bourdain is my patron saint. <laughs> yes. I can't. <laughs> Parts unknown, parts unknown, shout out, yeah. Right? And I'll tell you a little bit more about my, you know, my more spiritual experience with Anthony Bourdain a little bit down the line, but I do want to read you something that he said, and um, I'm quoting him right now. He said something about um, the journey changes you. It should change you. It leaves marks on your memory, on your consciousness, on your heart, on your body. You take something with you. Hopefully you leave something good behind. That really just meant so much to me. It still means so much to me because every time I travel with a team and, you know, you're, you're together almost 24-7 except for maybe like the five hours of sleep that you'll catch, right, like at night, you're with, some, with a group of people, um, you know, 24 hours almost for an extended period of time, 11, 17, 22 days. And that's kind of like, that, that kind of becomes your life, you know, and I think, Coming out of, um, of a filming trip is always the most difficult part for me because it's so emotional. You know, there's, um, it feels like an end. You know, when the day that Elaine had to come back to the U.S., I was just in tears. I know everyone was crying. Um, you know, the day after everyone had left, um, you know, and kind of gone back to the different countries where, you know, that's home for them. It was just really tough for me. You know, I remember um, sitting in the cafe of my hotel with Jacob, my, um, you know, who's on my team as well. And I remember just like crying and it just felt just unreal. Like, mm -hmm. you know, after the privilege of seeing everything that we saw, you know, um, living alongside tribes, you know, be sharing in the happiness of children who literally have, you know, almost nothing. Right. But they're tremendously happy being in, you know, on set with, you know, living legends, and then you kind of come out of it. For me, it's almost like, it's almost like a, a state of confusion of how do I balance the privilege of being able to see what we saw, and the responsibility of telling the story respectfully. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's a tough one. Yeah, it certainly sounds like a challenging responsibility. Um, but watching the show, you certainly do a great job. And I'm looking forward to what Discovering Roots has to has to offer moving forward. Um, how many episodes? I know so pre premiered on September 27th. How many episodes are planned for this season, and how do you 
envision the show moving forward and evolving in future seasons? So we have um, new episodes. Our main episodes are coming out until December 6th. Um, I believe we have around four or five more to go. But there's a whole bunch of, um, of videos that are also being planned for release up until, I believe, first quarter of 2019. So there's quite a bit to expect. Um, we're definitely looking, you know, and I think as, you know, and you, you could probably attest to this, Jason, as any business owner, project owner, you always kind of want to take a look at your baby and see how you can grow it, right? So we're definitely looking at how to expand the concept um, into outer years. We're already planning a few other seasons. Um, you know, those are already in the works and we're super excited about it. And I think what's most exciting is that, you know, Philippines definitely is a place of comfort because it's also my homeland. But in outer years, our audiences can expect that we'll be traveling more, going to different countries, um, taking more people around, you know, either in the places where they live or in the places that their parents call home. And I think it's going to be it's going to be really exciting for us to just get to explore more of the world and, you know, get to take our audiences um, to travel vicariously with us. That's great. Yeah, that was going to be my next question is if the show is specific to the Philippines or if there was a broader greater mission and, and challenge to go explore the rest of the world. And it sounds like obviously that you're going to go out and explore the rest of the world. So definitely excited for that. And hopefully the audiences listening and currently watching Discovering Roots are excited for that as well. Um, Elaine, can you share with me maybe one or two instances that are still memorable for you and still stuck in your mind about the trip and um, things maybe that you dream about at night and make you want to go back and inspire you still to this day? Oh, there are so many experiences on this trip that are really special, but um, a few that I would say would be one of my favorite was connecting with other youth in the Philippines and understanding how different life can be when we're in different areas. So I was able to, uh, the whole cast was able to travel to an elementary school in the Philippines. And what we had to do is we hiked down this huge mountain in order to get to the school. And what they did for us is they performed cultural dances. Uh, they sang for us. And then we were able to give them some supplies for their school because they don't have that much there. And that really showed me how how America can be so different from different areas, which is why I think Discovering Roots is an amazing show to be able to express the diversity of our world. And also, um, I really enjoyed... Um, going to the Banawi rice terraces and meeting the women there as well, because they told us how they woke up early every morning in order to harvest rice. And they worked really hard in order to provide for their families in order for the community. So it really showed me how the Philippines is filled with these hardworking, loving, um, hospital, hospitable individuals. And I was really honored to be able to uh, learn about the Philippines and learn about the culture there, seeing that I'm half Filipino myself and that I have a Filipino mom who provides for me every day. No, I was actually going to ask, Elaine, you know, every time now that your mom makes you rice and serves it for dinner or whatever, how do you, how differently do you look at rice now, now that you know what it takes <laughs> to harvest and sort and pound that thing? Yes, exactly. I learned on the trip that I am not going to waste one grain of rice because these women work so hard in order to just provide rice for their families. It was definitely something really awesome to see. And I even tried to uh, separate the, the good rice from the bad rice. I didn't really know what I was doing. It was kind of confusing because I don't do this every day. I just eat the rice that I get from my rice cooker. So, <laughs> <laughs> so good. 
Yeah, during I think during one of those episodes I was watching, Alex was discussing with her mom about well, first of all, I'll just stop right there. Elaine and Alex cooking together with Ate Julianne was one of the best things I've ever watched on on any <laughs> short form. It was really entertaining. But before that, I think Alex was discussing with her mom. Uh, for the, for li- those listening, Alex uh, is from Sydney, Australia. And um, she was discussing with her mom about her culture from the, being Filipino. And Alex was saying how she felt like she was being disappointing her mom and herself by not learning about the culture and not learning about the language growing up. Um, And her mom just says, you know, that's why I sent you there. And, you know, I'm glad that you're starting to feel this way and and think about things this way and inspiring. So Kisa, can you speak to that a little more of maybe the evolution of, of cast members and how they come out for the better? And as that being the mission of the show or anything else you'd like to add in terms of that kind of realm of thinking? You know, It was really interesting seeing that story evolve um, out of Alex's experience. But, you know, with a lot of um, multicultural friends myself, I see this as a recurring theme, right? A lot of our parents left their countries in less than ideal circumstances, right? It was either because of poverty, there was, um, you know, like a civil war or, um, you know, political instability or just because we were we were either running from something or trying to run towards something better, right? And not all of those stories are necessarily um, pleasant. And I think a lot of our parents, um, especially, you know, more like first generation immigrants, um, you'll see, you'll see it as a more common theme that, um, you know, they very quickly want their children to assimilate to, you know, American lifestyle and culture. And therefore, if it means that not teaching you, you know, Vietnamese or not teaching you Filipino um, so that you can speak better English and assimilate better um, can make that happen um, in an easier way for you, then that's kind of, you know, how it goes. But I think our generation, you know, we're really looking towards our culture and saying like, you know, that was your story, mom and dad. But right now, like, you know, there's there's so much to be proud of. And I think, you know, as we take a look at the landscape of what the country is going to be, you know, it's more and more becoming more diverse, more multicultural. And the way for us to stand out is for us to really be able to appreciate and understand who we are so that we can bring that to the table, right? So it's like, listen, um, I have some great things about my culture. And listen, it's about eating with your hands and sharing communal meals because this is what's cool back in the Philippines. And then it kind of becomes like, you know, for, you know, for other people who are non-Filipino, it's novelty. But for us, that's just like, that's just how we roll. That's how we do. You know, and I think being able to take a look at our parents' cultures, be able to appreciate it also kind of fuels a more inward journey of appreciating ourselves, right? And I feel like if there is any big journey that each of us is on in this lifetime, it's really about a journey towards appreciating ourselves, being able to love our circumstance, irrespective of what that means, being able to be proud of where we come from so that it kind of helps us become more awesome, I think. To- totally. Be, be more awesome. That <laughs> right? be the, uh, that's going to be <laughs> that my new tagline yes. tag for, for, awesome. for the podcast and for Discovering Roots. Trademark. New motto. I like it. Yeah, new motto. Uh, Elaine, did you have any discussions with with Alex about that specific episode and instance that uh, Keith and I just highlighted of uh, kind of her feeling of disappointment and 
have you had any conversations with your mother since you returned about the feelings you've had and if your relationship has changed at all with your family? I definitely, being Alex's roommate, I was able to see how emotional she was going through this experience and being able to talk to her mom and learn all about the Philippines. And I know she definitely was really happy to now have gone on this trip and uh, show her pride for being Filipino and show her appreciation for her mother. And I myself am also uh, really honored to be able to be a part of this experience, uh, spreading uh, awareness and putting importance on the fact that we should keep traditions alive and be exposed to how amazing Filipinos are. And I'm really happy to um, be involved in the Filipino community in my own area as well. And with my mom, I've understood over the years that uh, she's very active in the Filipino community here in Pennsylvania. And she actually has her own charity organization where she works with people in the tri-state area in order to keep those traditions alive and uh, raise funds for not only our community here, but those in the Philippines who suffer under natural disasters and are unfortunately in more difficult situations. So I'm really happy to be a part of it as well as being like a youth leader for the charity organization. I'm able to learn like cultural dances like the Tinnakling and teach other youth and people younger than me. So when I go to college one day, we'll still be able to continue uh, learning about our culture and keeping that history alive. So then Today, we actually have like an awesome perspective on who we are and we keep evolving while understanding our past experiences while also learning new ones as well. It's great. Uh, really appreciate your, your answers and sharing your experiences. Um, I want to sh- switch gears a little bit to maybe a little more lighthearted, fun stuff. Um, best food you guys ate out there during your, during your trip? Oh, wow. Okay. so <laughs> The list is probably very long, I know. Okay. How about best food that I didn't try during the trip was the coconut snails because I just Ooh. couldn't. <laughs> yeah. I, in one of the episodes, I actually had to wash the snails, but they were alive and I didn't know that. So when I'm watching them, I think one of them like jumped out of the bowl or something. Somehow <laughs> it was just all over the place. <laughs> This is when you were cooking with Ate Julianne, right? Yes, yes. That was really, she was so sweet. But she taught us how to make this avocado dish. And I think we called it avocado ice cream. But I don't know if that's what it actually is. But um, I had a little difficulty trying to take the skin off of the avocado. But we were able to make this delicious avocado dish. And I usually am not a fan of avocados, but I actually really liked it. You know, that's probably my favorite, too. It was actually quite yum. It was. It was very good. And also, um, another day, as you mentioned before, we were eating with our hands, the rice and all the food, and we had to eat something that I think was like chicken intestines. So that was interesting. (laughs) It tasted kind of jelly-like, but it wasn't too bad. Like, I can eat it if I have to, but I would prefer maybe some adobo. That's what I love to eat. Yeah, I think... um... Certainly for myself as Filipino-American, there's a level of maybe beginner intermediate food, if you will. Yes. What you understand about your culture and what maybe the, the recipes that over time, those are just the ones that kind of stay are stable. You know, everyone kind of knows how to make them. Everyone knows what to expect mm-hmm. at food festivals or whatever. But it sounds like you guys really had a chance to dive into uh, cuisine that isn't as prominent here in the in the states with the Filipino communities, and I mean that's a really interesting thing for me. Like that, 
for to explore culture through the food, it's always, you know, food, language, and music are kind of the three pillars of exploring a culture. Um, so did, did you, beyond just the food, did you experience any, I know, uh, uh, Elaine, you mentioned the Tinnakling dance, any other, you know, musical dance or language interactions that you had that you felt like, oh, wow, that's something I didn't know before. And now I do know, and maybe I'm, I can explore a little more back home in the States. Oh, definitely. Uh, one day, uh, we met other Filipino youth, and they taught us this cultural Igorut dance. Uh, we had different costumes that we put on and these moves that are very different from here in America. Like what I could teach them was maybe the wobble, but no, like <laughs> cultural dance. <laughs> so yeah, I was able to learn an Igorut dance and I even learned uh, a Filipino song. Um, I don't know if you know it. It's about crabs, like tong, tong, tong. <laughs> that was something I learned as well. So I definitely I was able to dive into the music of the Philippines as well. <laughs> Kisa, how about you? Um, from a, just a travel perspective, I know Elaine's obviously the focus as a cast member, but from a travel perspective, how about you? Um, you know, it was my first time to be up in the mountains in the Cordilleras in that region of the Philippines. And I had seen a lot of the Igorot dances when I was growing up, but I had never actually seen them performed by the tribe. And I just have to tell you, it's freaking beautiful. I mean, when, especially as you chat with the people and they tell you about the significance. So, for example, like, you know, um, dancing in a circle, right? The significance mm -hmm. of dancing in a circle, the significance of like spreading your wings like you're making eagle arms, you know, like what that means to them. And, you know, what dance was kind of like a prayer, right? It, it's not just performance, but dance for a lot of them is like prayer. It's how they communicate with each other. It's how they communicate with God. And I just think that's super fascinating. Mm -hmm. They tell a story when they perform these dances. Yeah. So what um, places in the Philippines were you guys? And um, would you have any recommendations for those destinations for people who are thinking about traveling to the Philippines or have been before, but someone like myself, who's, you know, spent majority of time in just Metro Manila, um, any recommendations or suggestions, travel, travel tips to these areas of, when you're there, what to expect, what to look for, what to eat, uh, how the people are, if they're different from, from people in, you know, Luzon compared to Mindanao or compared to Visayas. Okay, Elaine, let's play a game. I'm going to tell you the cities and you tell me your faves or what you would recommend people experience. Does that work? Okay, sounds awesome. Okay, let's start with Manila. I would go BAM biking. That was really awesome. Um, oh, we went to, when, when people think of Manila, they usually think of the malls and the Makati. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But also there's BGC um, Intramuros, which is a more of a historical place in the Philippines. And that was really awesome to bike around. And while you're biking, you have a nice breeze in your face while also looking at all the views around you. So that is definitely something to do. And also, I would say not to forget about Binondo, which is the oldest Chinatown in the world. We did a walking tour with Ivan Mandy. And for foodies out there, like you come with an empty stomach and leave just completely satiated. Mm -hmm. Everything from like dumplings to um, lumpia, like Chinese style lumpia, um, pancit. Um, oh, and your, your guys' favorite um, little tart sweets. Oh, and Those taste funky. <laughs> But also, like you said, I like the lumpia because 
Um, when I eat lumpia here, it's usually like the small one and with like chicken inside. But when we went to uh, Binondo, it was where it's like the Chinatown. They had a lumpia that was more like a wrap, and that was really delicious. And they had little toppings. Kind of like a burrito, right? Yeah, it was like, like a, a burrito. burrito or a wrap. Yeah. It was like a bigger lumpia than what I have here. Yeah. Okay, next one. How about Baguio? Oh, uh, the haunted house that we went to. Uh, or like a haunted hotel. I felt like I was in my own horror movie. It was so cool. And <laughs> unfortunately, so apparently, they put me in the front too when we went to the hotel. Like they're like, "You go first, Elaine." I'm like, "Oh goodness." <laughs> so I'm excited about that episode. Um, me too. Yeah, super excited. But I would actually recommend that people go on the haunted tour in Baguio because it is creepy. Mm-hmm. It's real and it's creepy. Do you believe? Do you believe in ghosts, Jason? Well, the, the funny thing about I feel like Filipino culture is that my Lola growing up my grandmother would always be like, watch out for the duende or people, you know, my older relatives were like, oh, it's like, oh, that butterfly, that's your, that's your uncle, whoever. I'm like, yeah, because that's real. (laughs) It's the superstition within the culture is, is definitely something I'm still exploring, but um, I wouldn't say I personally believe in ghosts, but I would definitely like to go to that haunted house that you mentioned. Oh my God. They are real. So next time you're in Baguio, you have to go on the haunted tour. Do it. Okay. Um, there's also a little place that I would recommend going called Ili Lika Village, which is super dope. Look it up. But um, it's owned by um, a filmmaker. His name's Kid Latahimik. And it's really dope. So I would recommend going there. But next stop, what would you say people should see, do, or eat in Sagata? They should go on that mountain that we went where the hanging coffins are. I didn't know what hanging coffins were before. So if you want to don't look tell them they are. <laughs> you got to watch the surprise. episode. You got to watch the episode, everybody. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Clue. They are suspended in the air. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> They're not underground like you would They're expect. They're not underground. Yeah, when you air. told me yeah. hanging crazy. coffins, I'm like, this is different. I don't. You really thought know they expect. were. You thought they were hanging from the trees. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like maybe there's these just coffins hanging from the trees. Like I don't know. And to that's to clarify, funny. there's there are human bodies inside. Yep. Yeah. True. People like that's corpses. How they corpses. Yeah. Like dead people. Mm-hmm. In the air. <laughs> <laughs> it is Halloween, so you know. It is Halloween. Happy Halloween, oh, and everyone. That- Another place that I would recommend, even if it's just for the beer, if you don't get to experience what we experience, but even just for the beer, the place is called Sagada Cerveza Brewery. It's dope. Check it out. Sagada Cerveza Brewery. Got yeah. you. I'm, I'm going there next time and uh, I'm mentioning your name. If I don't get a free beer, I'm going to blame you. <laughs> when or I just send me your bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah can I get it, me the bill. Can I get an expense to Discovering Roots ABS-CBN, please? <laughs> I don't know about the company, but definitely send it to me. You know, <laughs> you have my number. Um, uh, Elaine, any, would you say anything in particular in like Ifugao and Banawe in that area? Well, obviously the Banawe rice terraces and maybe experiencing staying a night in the Ifugao huts because that was an... Oh, Yeah. Yeah, that's different that, than my that was way bed at home. <laughs> yeah, those were really fun. And we're not going to tell you too much about it. But, the yeah, the traditional Ifugao huts are really awesome. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you elaborate a little bit about the details of those huts, of how you lived or the decorations, et cetera? Well, 
It's in a place called Uha. So if you ask for a place called Uha, and by the way, they're probably not even online. Like you should. So here's a tip, traveler's tip. Once you get to Ifugao, just ask for Uha and they'll give you directions. That'll probably sound like go straight for an hour left at yeah, this tree, yeah, yeah. right at this corner with a red awning and you'll get to Uha. Mm-hmm. But um, how would you describe the huts, Elaine? Well, if you're going to stay in one, bring a mosquito net and multiple. Yeah. Um, but I would say it would, really wasn't too bad. I I enjoyed it. It was definitely something, an experience that I definitely had to um, overcome. But I think it was it was cool staying with my roommates. I stayed with, uh, this time it was Alex and Faye. So I had a few people with me in order to battle the lizards and the mosquitoes in the hut. But I really enjoyed but it. And also the I think good too. Once you get over the bugs, though, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, here's how I can best explain it. I think it's like, you know, who has a sound machine? Do you guys have sound machines that you sleep to at night? Uh, no, I like to sleep in the uh, in the quiet and the dark. Oh, my God. I am so the opposite. So I have a sound machine. And there's one setting that's like outdoor nature with like light rain. Well, guess what? When we slept at Uha in these traditional native huts, it was like having my sound machine, but it was like real life. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. And it, it like lulls you to sleep and you feel so connected with nature. Just be sure that there's a barrier between you and nature. That's a mosquito <laughs> net. <laughs> yes. And also the That's views are amazing. Yeah. Right. When I had a little window type thing in my, in my traditional hut and when I opened it, it's the Benawi rice terraces. It's like, it's picturesque. It's like a painting even. And also I know when I was told I was going on this tour that the Benawi rice terraces are even featured in the, in the new Avengers movie also. So I got to see um, the, the real Benawi rice terraces and that's just really awesome. Love it. Really great stuff from, from both of you. Really appreciate your perspectives. Kisa, do you want to, let listeners know where we can find discovering routes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we are inviting everyone who's listening to this awesome podcast to check us out, Discovering Roots, either on our website, discoveringroots.com, or on YouTube. You can just search us. Um, it's Discovering Roots, R O U T E S, and look us up. We have a bunch more episodes coming up all the way into. Um, around March of 2019, and you'll be able to see more of Elaine, Alex, Calvin, and Faye, and join us for the ride. It was an awesome trip, and we would like for you to travel vicariously with us.